Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Patient Convert podcast. It's just your co-host, Justin, again, while Kelly is still out on maternity leave, but we're excited to have her back in bits and pieces over the coming weeks. And I'm really excited to uh, have a guest here today, Elise Hammond with Cure Medics. Uh, Elise, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm really excited. We're talking about medical devices today. Yeah, great. Thanks, Justin. Happy to be here. My name is Elise Hammond. I'm head of sales and marketing at Cura Medics. Uh, we're the leading U.S. distributor of Stores Medical Shockwave devices. We're based in Rhode Island. Stores Medical is based in Switzerland, really the Mercedes of all things Shockwave. And we sell into different medical professionals and different doctor's offices, everyone from podiatrists to chiropractors, PTs, orthopedists, PM&R, a wide range. Um, Shockwave also touches upon in the aesthetic market as well and has some off-label uses uh, within men's health that we're seeing. So really an exciting field for us, definitely growing and lots of interest out there from a variety of different professionals. That's excellent. How, how long have you been been doing it with Curamedics? I've been there seven years now. And okay. it's so interesting seeing the selling process from when we first started. And it was like pulling teeth, trying to educate people on Shockwave. And we're very fortunate. Lots of level one studies to support it. Evidence-based technology and is used very effectively worldwide. So a lot of practitioners to support what we say as well. Now, have you seen in that seven years, um, a change at all in the market, whether it's your device, obviously, like you mentioned, as it's grown, um, but kind of the add-on of devices and leveraging devices um, in the medical industry, have you just kind of seen that open up a little bit in general as far as physicians and practices either being more proactive and finding solutions to help their patients or just being more open to the topic of of bringing devices in in general? Yes, definitely. Uh, Interestingly, when I first started, um, the biggest hangup was it's not covered by insurance. And they said, my patients won't pay. And I think now, if you really think about it, the patient is the new payer. And really that person typically has a high deductible now. Most people do. So you're not looking to spend down. Gone are the days where you spent it down by March and you, you looked at the rest of your healthcare for the year as free. There's no such thing as free as that. So people are really becoming consumers when it comes to their health. And the fact now that uh, physicians are looking at bringing in technologies that can help their patients get better faster. You know, they're all about the patient care. And yet at the same time, they are business owners. So very key to be able to have invest in these technologies and bring them in. And interestingly, we don't have that conversation as much anymore at all. Uh, Physicians realize that having a cash-based modality within their practice actually is very valuable to the growth and revenue of their practice. And again, they're providing an amazing technology and service for their patients to get them better. That is really a great point. I was even sitting here thinking about our journey in healthcare marketing over the last almost decade and how we've seen the exact same thing happen. Even when it comes to the services and the treatments and conditions that we're marketing for practices, when I started a decade ago, it was all predicated on insurance. Like we wanted everything to be covered by insurance. That's all we wanted to focus. And now you literally have like mental health facilities everywhere from DPCs, like direct primary care, all the way up the food chain that are like, I don't even want to deal with insurance. Patients don't care anymore. Because like you said, insurance now is pretty much like in the event you need it for something catastrophic, but the rest of it, you're going to have to figure out on your own. So that's a really good point. 
Yep, you are. My my kids even know with, with respect to the deductible, and you don't say yes to everything. <laughs> I know it all too well as a as somebody who started uh, their own business in their twenties. How astronomically more expensive every single year that healthcare has become. It's it's a it's been a wild ride up for sure. Yeah, it is. It's an education process, and until you you get involved in that. And I think that physicians who still are stuck on, is it covered by insurance, are really missing out on a big opportunity. Um, It is an investment, hands down, to be able to do that. But it is an investment in a tool that's going to help you get your patients better, and it's going to help you grow your business, because you are going to be able to charge for that, and you quickly will be able to pay off your device. For sure. I I couldn't agree more. And I think we're seeing, to what your point was a much larger swath of the patient population. It's been to the benefit of marketing too. And I think even more specifically content creation is patients are so invested in their own healthcare journey. I think with that, just like we've seen in the veterinary space over the last decade, people have become much more willing to invest into their their health and wellness, even if it's off-label or off-market or off-insurance or whatever it may be because they're so in tune now with their own healthcare journey that I think people should not be surprised if they invest in a device that opens up a cash pay option at their facility that patients, existing patients, um, even most importantly, which we'll talk about in a minute with marketing, are more than happy to, to pay that if you just explain to them what the benefits are and how it's going to align with the treatment they're already receiving. It definitely is. And you think about now how we Google everything. Everything. And you, you, mm-hmm. you Google your, at first you Google your, what you're, you're feeling, then you get a name for it. And then you Google that. Then you might look for a provider who offers it. So you are looking at different things. And then once you look at the provider, once you find that you're looking at their services, what are they listing? You know, are they still fairly old school in how they're addressing things? Or do they have some new technologies that they're making available that then the patient might be looking in on? You know, it's attractive to be able to look at some of those different technologies and at least know that you have an option to use them with that provider. For sure. 100%. So before we jump in, cause that was like kind of right on the edge of talking a little bit more about the whole marketing ecosystem when they make that decision to move forward with a device, but what are, are there any other common hangups that you typically see outside of the insurance one that may kind of stop providers from making that, that move to, to bring a device into the practice? Yeah, I do. Interestingly, um, many, many uh, physicians will tell us, I didn't get into this to be a salesperson. I want to treat patients. I want to get them better. And so we always say, you don't have to sell. You do have to educate them. So you do need to be able to say, here's what I've discovered based on what you told me, based on what I'm seeing, and here's what I recommend. And I think that sometimes they get caught up in the patient communication and they actually trip over that. As opposed to saying, you know what, if you were my brother, I would absolutely recommend this. Why? I can start you today. We can get you in and out of here in three to four or five visits, and we can get you ready so that you are going to be able to run in the spring 5K. Uh, you know, so to be able to have those conversations, really honest and nice. So I do find that some of the physicians get caught up in just the discussion of the technology and why, in fact, the patient should really prioritize this new technology and, and consider it. That's, that's a great point. Cause I, and I think that's a great way from the physician standpoint to think about it. It's really just changing your train of thought. You already have a captive audience because you're caring for this patient. So you're not selling them something like here, buy from my menu 
of services. It's more of educating them on how this is going to help their outcomes. And most of them are going to trust the reason you brought this device in was for the betterment of the patient population. And if you're talking to them, them in particular. So I think that that's a lot of listeners out there is a really good way to to frame it if you're nervous from a device standpoint of I really don't want to have to switch into cell mode and feel like every time a patient comes in, we're like, sell, 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 sell. It's really not. It's just telling a story about why you've got that device. It is and how it can benefit the patient. You know, that is what it's all about. They're there to care for the patient. Don't they want the best tool to be able to help that patient succeed? And I think that that leads kind of, we've talked around it for a while, but really, so once that purchase is made, obviously a whole nother gear is shifted and that's marketing the device. Uh, and I think that what we were just talking about is a really big component of that. And that's telling the story behind the device, but more importantly, why it's there, the benefits of it, and a lot of patient outcomes. And I think that that's a big thing that, that we see is, is if you can get patients as they do come through, and we'll talk about how to get them through the device, but as, as they come, come through the practice, um, making sure you're capturing their experience on the device to help tell that story to other patients, because I think that that's going to resonate the most. It, it definitely is. And, and I always say, um, when we have a, a physician bring on this device, I say there are two prongs to success. One is the marketing, and we can go through the different elements. And as we all know with marketing, there's no one hit wonder. There's no magic. But I said the, the other, and even more important, is that you believe in the technology. Yep. You know, you use it on your friends and family. Use it on the coworkers. See how it works. You'll get responses from patients you haven't before with other modalities. Once you start to believe in it and then you feel comfortable talking about it, educating them and offering it, that is the best. And then you start reaching out to your referral network, letting them know about it. You know, your enthusiasm, your understanding of the technology, you're, you're able to, like you said, tell those stories um, of the patient successes is, is key, number one, to the marketing of this. I think that's a great point. I, I've, I've seen it in the past of physicians that don't fully buy into a machine that they've purchased. And that, to your point, it ends up just getting shoved in the corner and you hate seeing that. And so, yeah, really, if you're going to get it and you're going to be bought into it, then make it a part of the conversation. Like you said, you'd be willing to use it on your friends and family, so to speak. Yeah, we always say, I mean, truly, in the seven years I've um, worked at the company, never have I received a call that this is a lemon, ever. What they do say is, I'm not using this enough. And we, you know, we have to say, oh, I'm so sorry. That's not me. That's you. Let's talk about it. How are you uh, marketing the, the actual device and the successes you've had? How are you talking about it when the patient walks in? How are you following up with that patient to make sure that they did have a good experience? And if not, let's talk about what changing that looks like. Yeah, that's a good call. And I think with, uh, when I think about marketing a device, I typically think of there's kind of three sides to it. There's the existing patient base the new patient base that's out there and then kind of how you meet in the middle from like a referral program or have people talking about it as ambassadors. And so I'd like to talk a little kind of about each of those, but getting started, the low hanging fruit, which is your existing engaged patient population. And it's why before you get a device, you should in, be engaging your existing patient population. And this isn't the first email that they've heard from you in like five years when you get a new advice. So 
or device. So hopefully you've been engaging with them. But what do you think is a a good first step once they purchase the device in terms of marketing it to their existing patient base? Yeah, that is great. And actually, I'm going to even take it back a step. We do meet with some doctors who say, well, tell you Mm -hmm. what, I'm going to reach out to my patients and see if they pay for this. And again, it's elective pay. And I say, okay, you can, I will guarantee it that they're going to say no, because you haven't bought into it yet. You don't believe in it. You haven't used it. Um, And and so you're kind of putting that out as a flyer. So I think that, you know, again, they bring on the device. Okay, let's talk about that easy audience that those who are already part of your system, they're already part of your family. Again, is it email? Is it making sure that you have pamphlets out front so that with your that are customized with your name and logo on them so that there's a take one? They may not need uh, the particular procedure, but they may have someone, you know, family member or friend who just complained of something the night before putting out different posters, whether it's within treatment rooms or even outside. I think a huge part of it too is educating the staff. Um, I really believe, I think that admin or the person that they see right at the front, um, they're going to ask them actually about that and say, have you tried this? You know, have you, and as opposed to, no, I've heard it, but they always shut the door or it's, you know, I can hear it, but treat that admin person, treat that receptionist, treat, treat everybody so that everybody really has bought in to the, and understands uh, the technology. And that's going to help those current patients uh, really embrace and ask for this. Yeah, I think that that's a really great point. And I think it goes back to one thing that uh, Kelly talks about a lot in the physician liaison side, but as you get to know the tech more and you teach your, your staff members and your people more, then they get to notice buzzwords more the things that people are dealing with or ailing, that this is a good fit. And then it becomes a natural part of the conversation. Well, we've got, we've seen incredible results. And when you start doing that, I think it's amazing how, like you even mentioned the friends and family thing. And, and funny enough, like through all of our conversations and getting to know each other and getting to know more about the shockwave, one of the treatment modalities, I end up having an extended friend and family that it fit perfect. And it just was simply because we got to learn more about it, hear more buzzwords. And then that, that conversation came up and I'm like, I know exactly somebody that can help you with that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. It, it, it really is talking. And, and I agree with you. I think particularly now with email addresses. And unfortunately, if you haven't um, been emailing, okay, that's fine too. But what a great opportunity right now to be able to email people, let them know if your hours changed, let them know if your staff has changed and evolved. Uh, Maybe you moved, maybe you added a new place, but you definitely want to highlight the new technology. Uh, Maybe you're sponsoring something in the community. There's so many different ways and it's such a reasonable way and different tools out there to really do something on a very basic level that makes sure that you're present with your current uh, patients. For sure. And then I think investing, because you need it on both sides to to market it to new patients, but just as much and just as important internal is create content around it. Blog posts, get some video done, maybe even some demos, some demonstrations of you um, doing it if it makes sense for the type of device that you have. Um, I, I think that that stuff's really important. And most device companies like yourself have ample amounts of resources that have been put together to help practices go out and market it. So get engaged with those resources. And I'm sure, I mean, you'll do when it comes to a content resources thing is practices that are on fire to market it. That's to your benefit. So I'm sure the device company too is more than willing and happy to help get that content created. 
Absolutely. And, and whether it's um, assisting with photos or other ideas, sharing what others have done. I used to not believe in the whole idea of best practices, yet you start to see it and you're like, there are things that work. There are absolutely things that work. And if you go down this path and you, and you put, and it is putting a little bit of time and effort and money, it's not magic. It doesn't just happen. I had one great story of someone who called and they were, they were irate and they put a massive billboard on a huge highway and they said, well, no, one's calling. I said, well, who's talking to them about it? He said, well, I don't, I expected them just to walk in, you know, and just to be, you know, my doors busting down. Yeah. Yeah, Build it. And they will come everybody asking for this. And, and sure enough, he didn't have the support of the other elements to be able to bring this through. He, what he wasn't introducing it. He wasn't, he just thought that they were going to ask for it straight out. So I think it really is important to understand the technology and the benefits and be able to be comfortable. And then your marketing supports that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It sounds like the same conversation on like the social media end or building a website. It's like a build it and they will come scenario. It's like, well, it's not because you have to talk about it and you have to build content around it and all the stuff that we're talking about today, which is the same exact thing. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, I mean, you've got to be, you just made an investment into a piece of equipment. You can't just let like expect just people to show up. You've got to start talking about it. You've got to build content around it. You've got to let people know because I can bet you even on the fifth email you send out, there's still 40% of the patient population that hasn't even read that email. They might see a social post or a video you create. Like It's going to be one of the six touch points from six different avenues that you make that will ultimately educate most of your engaged patient base. And everybody has different, you know, everybody's in different locations and Mm -hmm. has different patient makeup. I'm actually a big believer in direct mail now. You think of what comes in your mailbox. You put something in an envelope with a brochure and you target some people in that way. Um, Maybe that's an opportunity. Again, you bring flyers or uh, pamphlets to your referral partners and make sure that they understand what you're offering, I think is a great idea to be able to get that out there. Again, you've made an investment, but you also have to make the investment in yourself um, and in getting the word out. It isn't just going to happen. And I I love social media where people say, well, I'm just going to get an intern and we're just going to put things on Facebook. <laughs> yep. oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like putting it out into the ether. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and it, it truly is. I think that we've talked about it a couple of times, but kind of because it's amazing how often it doesn't happen is getting it because there's twofold is from an SEO perspective, especially if your device has modalities that fit really well for search, like, like ED or things like that, that people are searching for a lot to try to solve that problem. And the device as a cause and effect treats it, making sure that you have all of those top line things on your site from an SEO standpoint. And then obviously a really well put together area about the device as well. But I think when you think about SEO and even marketing it, which we'll talk about in just a second, because there's a lot of, there can be some devices um, issues advertising it. So we can talk about that. But from a reverse engineer standpoint, I think it's always a good idea to think about the modalities the device addresses while you're educating on what the device is and go after that area from, a, from an SEO perspective and make sure you have those treatments and conditions up on your website. Yeah, agreed. I think the average person is not searching for, in our case, EPAT or ESWT or shockwave therapy. They're searching for heel pain. They're searching for 
facial wrinkles, you know, aesthetic concerns, you know, how, how can I do different? So they have an issue, they have a pain, they have a concern. And most times they're searching on that. And we want to make sure that the websites, yes, of course, highlight the technology, but also here's the solution for that issue. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we can help you out with that. So exactly. to be able to do that. And that's what's always going to resonate from the patient journey side. That's how they look at it. And I think good marketing lends itself to that is trying to put yourself in the patient's shoes as far as how they see the world and how they see your practice and how they're trying to find their, the solution to their problem and be there versus where you think that they should be. And I think that's a hard thing for a lot of MDs because they're um, so well educated and they, they think of the world through a little bit of a different lens can be hard to think about that. It's like, well, patients don't know any of the technical things that you know at all. They're just like you, like you said, I'm tired of dealing with heel pain. That's, yep. that's, just, what they're, that's how they're it. thinking about it. Yeah. The ones I, I do chuckle a little bit is the ones who say, send me all the research because I'm going to, I'm going to put a packet together for my patients. And I said, okay, really, that's not what they're looking for. Now, granted, one out of 50 is that person who really loves to dig into it. Yeah, does have mom. lots of questions. Is that right? That's your mom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they thrive on that. They want yeah. it. And they really do. They want to know. And I get that. And, and we can provide that as many other companies too. The average patient just wants a solution. They're just exactly. tired of dealing with X and they want to know that you can help them. You're an expert. They're coming to you for a solution. There is nothing wrong uh, with offering up what you think would be the best. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, because if you think of all of the other stuff you do inside of the practice where you present a solution set, nobody's really questioning that. And it's really the same thing. The device is just the new solution set. So you really have to think of it from a problem solving situation is, they're trying to get rid of hill pain. The device solves that problem. Just like if you come in with a cold and they give you um, medication for that, it's a very similar thing in the terms of the cause and effect and, and how you are telling that story to the patient. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's so much of it is a conversation. Marketing is a conversation. Uh, the patient meetup is a conversation. The dynamics within the office is a conversation. Yeah, Absolutely. So there was one other thing we haven't talked about yet, and I know you and I have had conversations about it, and um, I'll actually be um, fortunate enough to be joining you on a CureMedics webinar soon to talk about it in a little more detail. The paid ad side of the world is obviously much different because you're um, using a conduit that is in control of a third party, in this case, say Google ads, where your website is much more in your control in terms of the content, what you can rank for. So there's a lot of, depending on if your device is FDA approved or what types of procedures that the, F, the device treats, that you could run into some issues marketing the device on paid advertising platforms that can end up driving people nuts. So I think it's important to talk about that. Yeah, I, I would love to continue to talk about it. And I feel like this is where I lean into you as far as your expertise as well. So interestingly, right now, one of the, the buzzwords that's everywhere, but is really difficult when dealing with Google is regenerative. So regenerative is a great word. I mean, it's such a positive word. It implies non-invasive. It implies, you know, the body's healing itself. I mean, there are just so many great things. And I equate it to the word organic. You know, you walk into the grocery store now, and if it has a cardboard box, they're calling it organic. And yeah, so the question, 100%. so I think Google backed off and said, whoa, wait a second. So that particular word really, um, you can have it in your copy, of course, 
But from a Google ad standpoint, we've noticed that that can be difficult. And for our particular uh, case, EPAT Shockwave is also considered uh, really at the stages experimental, which is crazy because it's been around for over 20 plus years now, but simply the way it's come into the U.S. So I think that there are challenges on that, but I think there's a a workaround. Yeah, I I completely agree. And that's, you have to think of it, especially like we're going to talk about Google ads, but most of this applies to most of the other major ad platforms. But there are billions and billions of dollars that are flowing through Google ads on a daily basis. And so none of what is occurring in terms of ad rejection, all of that is happening by real people. So buzzwords like that are critical to to know or figure out what is the trip up because it's all algorithmic. And unfortunately, even as much as we do it, without getting too technical, there are sometimes no rhyme and reason why things happen. Like we could run ads for 10 clients on the, with the same device and the same ad copy, ad structures, everything, and five of them get popped and five of them don't. But yeah. those five that do will get stuck in, an, in a loop that you have to break out of because Google's algorithm has labeled them as such. And then you have to do manual reviews. There is to, to say there's always a process when you're dealing with it. But and it's important to know that like regenerative, there's some words that you do tend to want to stay away from. And I always think the easiest low-hanging fruit is to stay away from the device and lean into the modalities. I think that tends to be the safest thing because most modalities, unless they're like off the wall, but like we're talking about ED, for instance, which is a modality that your device treats, those are safe to market. And so if you really focus on the modality, which again, we just talked about is honestly what the patient cares about anyways, you're going to have a much easier time than if you go the other route, which is going to end up just causing a whole lot of frustration. I think the other side too, is because there are variables that can be difficult to predict. The more controversial the device in terms of what Google deems it, um, the more you want to try to do the marketing in a vacuum. And that means remove it from your main website and build like a micro landing site or something. Because again, we want to have organic SEO on the main website, but if the main website gets popped, you're left with one decision and that's strip all of that language out of your main website. So while you're trying some workarounds, which usually are pretty simple, it's the easiest to do those workarounds if you're doing it in a silo. And again, this is a case by case basis, but that's what we tend to find is that if you create, if you create an environment that you can control, that's void of a very large site, it makes it a lot easier to do the things you need to do to get the ads through, get them approved and get them running. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. You can be a lot more nimble and quick Exactly. Uh, if you have to make an edit to that or other. And I've putting, also heard that if you have a, a Google contact, you know, a direct person yep. um, and certain agencies like yours do, sure. then there's also, you're, you're dealing with a real person to say, okay, you know, what's going and, on here? Where are the tweaks? world's easier because we've dealt with this all all over from marketing Botox and getting like we market Botox for years. And all of a sudden we had a client that we got popped for trademark infringement because we didn't have express written consent from Botox to use their trademarked word. Are you serious? We had to get 
like written permission from Allergan uploaded into Google. But anyway, all of that comes down to it's a whole lot easier if you do have somebody that can fight that battle for you. So you're not dealing purely with the algorithms because then it's, it becomes almost an impossible battle sometimes to fight. But when you can simply talk to someone, nine out of 10 times are like, it's this word right here. Just change that one word and you change that word and everything gets through. So that's, that's definitely true is unfortunately Google's gone so far away from the customer service end because of the behemoth that they've become. They've had no choice. But with that has, if you don't have somebody to talk to, it becomes a lot less likely that you're going to be able to push things forward relatively quickly without having to just strip massive things out and then plug things in slowly but surely and hope that you finally get something through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think it was uh, really interesting to hear from kind of your side in terms of selling devices and what physicians are thinking about. And then but once they move forward, what they need to market. So I really appreciate you taking some time to come on and talk to us. Oh, again, my pleasure. This is always great. And I appreciate your help as well. For sure. And before we wrap, tell everybody again, Um, where they can find you. We'll also have all of her information inside of the show notes like we always do. So you can find it there, but tell everybody how they can find out more information about the shockwave therapy and and get in touch with you. Yeah, please. Again, my name's Elise Hammond and the site is Curamedics. It's C-U-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com. Lots of great information there. Lots of webinars, a couple featuring Justin and Kelly as well. um, And a lot on the technology, but uh, would be happy to connect with anybody who's interested in the technology and bringing it on. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us and thanks everybody out there for listening to us. And again, we'll have all of her information up in the show notes and until next time. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks. Check out my website, kellynot.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, my online physician liaison training course, Physician Liaison University. And as always, I'm a huge believer in connecting, engaging, and supporting one another. And the best way we can do that is networking. And I always, always connect with you guys on social media. And one of my biggest social media platforms is LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me there on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter at Kelly Knott. And thank you guys again for listening to the Patient Convert Podcast with your host, Kelly Knott.